Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. That got the start of the broadcast going nicely. There's a fly. <laughs> Very good indeed. Thank you for that, Tom. So, uh, yeah, I should probably kick it off properly. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories chat podcast with me, Rob Davis, Tom Canning. Hello. And unfortunately, Abby Tysest isn't able to join us this week, but ably stepping in, uh, we have Bob Bacon. Bob, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Very good indeed. Um, uh, well, people will probably know that you were a, a, a former chairman at uh, Binfield Football Club. You've obviously done the podcast before and you've even got your own episode in, in uh, the past as well. Uh, what have you been up to lately since we last saw you, since you stepped away from Binfield? Uh putting my feet up, uh, <laughs> enjoy, enjoying uh, connecting back with the family again. Um, I've been going to uh, some uh, Binfield games, both home and away, which has been really nice. Um, it's it, it's great to catch up with so many people. And, and it just emphasises, really, that the football community that we're in is 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 really quite vibrant and, and most enjoyable. And today I've just been playing walking football, which is hence why I'm sat in a Binfield shirt now, uh, <laughs> having spent an hour and a half running around kicking blokes older than myself. <laughs> Nailing your colours firmly to the mast there. So, uh, yeah. well, we can uh, have asked for a sort of more appropriate week, I guess, for you to uh, uh, come on the pod. Um, well, I guess we could get straight into the uh, the all the news that broke. Well. Uh, basically, after the minute we finished recording last week, uh, the news started to break that the vacancy for the Bracknell manager post has been filled with, by uh, Carl Withers and Jamie McClurg. They left Binfield to uh, join Bracknell. Um, well, like I say, probably the what, most appropriate person we could ask to be on the pod at the time. Bob, what are your initial thoughts on the uh, the um, appointment of those two at Bracknell? Well, I think as soon as I heard that. Uh... Bobby Wilkinson was coming out of Bracknell Town. My my fears were that uh, Dodds and Wiz would be an obvious candidate because local lads know the game, know the club, know the area. Um, but I have to say, you know, coming back from the fashion game on Tuesday night, uh, where Binfield had won four 0 away from home yet again, um, a very impressive performance. Where, to be honest, Binfield didn't really get out of second gear. Uh, and, and, you know, it was an impressive performance um, and the style of play has changed uh, over the last four or five years, which is a huge credit to, to both of those lads. So when I heard they were going to go to Bracknell Town, I, I, I was a bit shocked because I would have hoped, I think most Binfield players, uh, supporters would, that um, the season would be gone through to the end and, and maybe promotion. Who, who knows? It's all this buts and maybes. But you know what? Fair play to them. They've been given an opportunity and take the opportunity. 
Mm, absolutely. I think it's certainly fair to say that they've uh, they deserve a shot at step three. Although, like yeah. you say, it is it is a bit of a shame for uh, Binfield. I mean, they have been very successful in the air, uh, area, and yeah, perhaps the next progression is to a club at the uh, next level up. Um, go on, Tom. Um, do we think that, given the start, that Binfield might be a step three club next season anyway? Oh well, that's a. Uh, uh, I mean, they've I mean, certainly started very strongly, but divisions are so hard to get out of in non-league. Um, you almost always only have one team going up automatically, and then the next position is decided either by a playoff or an interstep playoff or whatever it might be. So, unless you're storming the league twenty points clear with you know uh, five games to go or whatever, then uh, you know it's always a gamble, like to say. Uh, to to sort of say stick the season out and say well yeah we'll be at step three next season anyway because it's it's a very it's, it's just a tough league to get out of I guess yeah I think I think these leagues are tough to get out of when when Binfield played in the Atlantic we used to wait till about mid October and take a look at the league then then compare that with how the league finished and inevitably there was a, a, a big similarity and currently you know Binfield not conceding goals. Yep. They're scoring goals in in some volume in both cup and uh, and league games and playing very very well. Um, of yeah. course, you, you always hope that um, with a, a, a new man, two managers going out and new manager coming in, that there isn't a, any any change of personnel on the pitch because obviously there's a, a good bond with with, mm. with those lads playing, which could have a could have an impact on the game. But um, it. it I think, as you say, Rob, it's, it's difficult to get out of these leagues. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, my point is basically that uh, you can understand why uh, Carl and uh, Jamie oh, wanted to go. So, you know, uh, it's certainly an attractive proposition. But, like, I really hope Binfield do go up, obviously. But uh, it, you can't guarantee anything this early in the season. Indeed. <laughs> okay. How do we think that... <laughs> How do we think they'll get on uh, uh, Bracknell? They've started, uh, they had a, a, by all accounts, a slightly unlucky uh, defeat at the weekend away at um, Salisbury. And then uh, I went to see them on Monday night and they uh, got a point against a very good Hanwell side. That point, I think, put Hanwell up into third. Um, uh, yeah, a hard fought point there. And uh, perhaps they haven't, uh, well, they've only just come through the door. I think they've only had, they've had two games and one training session so far. So it's hard to see any sort of, uh, any sort of like uh, change in how they're going to play or anything like that uh, at this point. But how do you th- see them going at uh, Bracknell? I think it's a cheesy phrase, but it is one game at a time, isn't it? You yeah. Know, I, I, I'll harp back to the days of the FA Vars with Binfield, and I sat outside the changing room with Dodds one December day, and he said, we'll get to Wembley, and we'll get to Wembley by winning the next game. And, you know, you, Binfield took at th- that game as the one, and I think Dodds and Wiz will do exactly the same with Bracknell Town. All they've got to do is win the next game. And then when that one's won, they've got to win the next one. And they'll, they'll see progress in on, on the field. You know, they're both influential um, uh, lads. And the team will pick up their, their DNA and start operating in a way that, uh, uh, that, that will please the fans. Because I, I really think Dodds and Wiz really want to please the fans as well. And uh, that, that of course, will give the, 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 the team momentum on the pitch. Yeah, certainly playing some nice football at Binfield. So I hope, perhaps yeah. we can expect the same at Bracknell. hope so. 
Go on, Tom. I don't think uh, there's any doubt that they will do well. Um, they uh, they came in to Binfield with without. I've fair say any managerial experience. Um, Bob, you'll know that better than me. Yeah, no, no managerial experience. But they, you know, they took they took a team that uh, they took a team off a very good manager in Roger, um, and made it better. Um, and they've now got a team off uh, a very good manager in Bobby. And you know, I expect them to improve it. I think they'll, I think they'll do very well. Um, I st- it's still a risky move, um, mm. in the sense that. Um, where they were was probably comfortable. Um, they were, you know, flying. And the, I think the thing that surprised me the most was just the fact that Binfield were absolutely flying um, and, and obviously still are. But um, yeah, I have, I have absolutely no doubt they'll do well. They, they, they have the drive and the, the you know, they're a, they're a Baker and Underwood Mark II. <laughs> um, if I can make that comparison, I don't know if that's fair. But you know. they're perfect fit for each other. I, I've mm. said, I said on BBC Radio Berkshire last week that the yin and yang, they fit perfectly. Hmm. You know, their characters complement each other. Their skill sets complement each other. You know, you'll see Carl on the sideline, arms folded, stroking his chin. And you'll see Dodds not standing on the sideline, arms folded, <laughs> and stroking his chin. You know what I mean? Yeah, Absolutely. And so, uh, just before we sort of move away from this, I uh, can't spend the whole talk, uh, pod talking about the uh, the move to Bracknell. But uh, obviously, you were um, the chairman there when they they came in. Uh, yeah. I'm right in saying, Bob. What did you see? Um, Tom mentions they had no uh, particular managerial experience at that point. What did you see in them, uh, and what gave you the confidence to appoint them to the role uh, despite that lack of experience? Well, uh, y- y- it was very evident. From um, from seeing Dodds on the pitch play, that he knew what knew what the game was about. Carl's played well over six hundred and fifty games with Binfield, so he understands the club inside out and back to front. And um, they they talk sense, you know. They 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 push boundaries, which is is good for any, any club. Uh, and they'll push boundaries at Bracknell Town as well, uh, off the pitch. Um, and they do what they say they're going to do. And and their connection with players. Coming in, I think is 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 very strong, um, and and as they go into the next tier, and and they'll they'll see a, a different type of player, a different style of player. I guess the question is, we don't know how they will handle and manage those, but I have no doubt that they'll be successful and create a, a very very strong team spirit because that's exactly what they've done at Binfield. They've created a massively strong team spirit. Very good. Well, uh, hopefully the future will be brighter um, Bracknell under um, uh, Carl and Jamie. Uh, but also this week, or last night, in fact, uh, we're recording this on uh, Wednesday, we had the news that uh, Gary Haylock, uh, former Hayes and Yedding manager, also, well, he's got a number of uh, um, former clubs on his CV, uh, but he has been the man appointed to uh, replace uh uh, Withers and McClurg at Binfield. Um, did you know much about this one, Bob? Uh, see this one no, coming? No, no, I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see this name coming. But you know, Gary's clearly got a, 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 a good pedigree. You know, I think he. I think if I'm right in saying he got promotion with uh, Hazen Yedding. Yeah, he, he got them to. The uh, he was uh, um, yeah, at the National League with them. So yeah, uh, he's at Farnborough as well, uh, in Bedfont and. And I believe he had some. I'm going scratching my head a little bit with this one. I think he had. Did he have something to do with Badshot Lee, or didn't he have some part to play in Badshot Lee last season? 
Oh, I don't know that. That's a, oh, I don't know. I have to ask him. I might have to roll that dice. I, I, I think he had something to do. It might be a coaching role or something like that. Okay. Well, yeah, he's certainly got a a, 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 a long CV, should we say, of uh, lots of uh, past achievements. So uh, it does a fairly exciting appointment, I'd say. Um, the mole's certainly on the up at the moment. This uh, could be a very uh, a good one to watch. Uh, how do you feel about it, Tom? I think that well, I mean, like like Bob had no idea, and I think yeah. sometimes you can you can um, you can sit and speculate, but just you know, in the end, you don't know. Um, and I didn't really know. I was trying to think. Like, I have an opinion on who maybe the next Maiden Edge United manager could or should be, mm-hmm. um, uh, but because. There's sort of there feels like there's a there's a there's a number of, of people who are at that kind of level, um, but sort of at, at, at Binfield's level and below, it you kind of you just don't know because you you don't know who's looking, you don't know who's interested. There's people who've been out of the game for maybe a little while. Um, you don't know who uh, has sort of jobs nearby that might be able to to come in and do it. You just, you know, um, I thought it was really great that Roger was back, even for a little bit. He seemed like the most reluctant of of caretaker managers, perhaps, but, yeah. um, do, you know, doing doing what he needed to do. Um, and, he, and he won both games as well. So yeah. um, uh, I, I think this, this uh, you know, I, I said it about, about Carl and, and Jamie, but every appointment is a risk. And every change is a risk, and this is this is. I think Rob, you just said this is their role. This is Binfield's role of the dice, and and we'll we'll see how this one this one plays out. But I think looking back as his experience, um, and also his playing career, you know, someone like Sean Moore is going to look and and Johnny uh, Johnny Effigy. F, F, sorry, sorry, Johnny, if you're listening, I've probably absolutely trounced your surname there. Mm-hmm. But they're probably going to be looking at his his career, particularly in Ireland, and going. I can really learn something from this guy. Yeah. Um, you know, this guy was was a bit of a hero in multiple Irish clubs. Um, yeah. You know, Linfield, uh, Shamrock Rovers, Portadown, clubs like this. And, you know, they're going to be licking their lips. You know, Eddie, imagine Eddie Lee getting a bit of advice from from this guy, from this guy, Gary, who's... Uh, Who's 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 been a bit of a hero and has, has gone abroad and really done things. Um, you know, it, it's... Uh, it's uh, it, 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 well, I, I suppose you know it's as strong an appointment as you think, as I think Binfield could make. Yeah, it might even be considered a sort of statement of intent, shall we say? Yeah, I, I think that's that's probably not unfair. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 certainly a certainly a statement, and he's got a good he's got a good side and a good squad there to to get on with. Yeah, uh, very good indeed. Like you mentioned, Binfield won both of their games this week uh, since the departure of Withers and McClurg going uh, through against Tame United uh, in the FA Trophy and uh, last night knocking out uh, Marlow of the Velocity Trophy. So two cup wins uh, in in four days uh, in the last a couple of days so that we uh, Binfield are still rolling on uh, but the next game obviously in the FA Cup was as we've spoken about uh, Binfield and Bracknell we'll just touch on that base uh, uh, briefly because the the two sides are our two representatives of the third qualifying round of the FA Cup uh, both teams drawn away uh, Bracknell playing away at Yate Town same uh, division as them and Bracknell currently higher in the league so 
uh, a decent prospect, perhaps, of them uh, getting through to the fourth qualifying round. Uh, Bidfield drawed away at Beckingham, Beckingham Town. I tripped over that name last week as well, so Beckingham Town. <laughs> uh, how did you feel about that draw, uh, Bob? It, it's, it's, it's a good draw. You know, I think um, it, it's not as if you're playing somebody two levels above. Uh, mm-hmm. You're playing people on an equal footing, and it's de- the game is definitely there to be won. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, as we, yeah, as you say there, uh, Beckenham Town also step four in the Isthmian uh, South East Division, uh, going well in that division, similar to Binfield actually. So it could be a, a cracking cup tie that one. I think. Yeah. Um, I think Binfield have probably got the trickier tie. Yeah, potentially. Based, based solely on early season league position, but not, and nothing more than that. But yeah, yeah. absolutely. But obviously, the prize for clubs at this point is they could potentially get drawn against a national league side or something in the uh, uh, similar in the next round. I believe the next round isn't regionalised at all. Is that correct? I don't know, but the only thing I do know is that you could be playing Oldham, Scunthorpe, Notts um, County, Notts County, yeah. uh, any of those, Wrexham, you yeah. know, any of those guys. So Maidenhead, even for a local derby. What's the chances that both teams get get through and draw each other? Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's. Um, I mean, that that's the that. Let, let's face it. In terms of putting putting Berkshire football on the map, that's probably the game you want. Yeah, one that's team the, in the first round for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, both teams playing this weekend at three o'clock. So uh, uh, keep your eyes peeled on f- uh, football in Berkshire for results there and all our feeds. So good luck to both sides, hoping for two Berkshire victories. Um, anyway, uh, before we move on to the rest of the results from the weekend or um, overlooking that, as we had Bob on, we thought we'd talk a little bit about uh, the impact of the current situation on clubs. Uh, we've just had like a, pretty stressful two years uh, under COVID where clubs have been uh, forced to play behind closed doors or seasons haven't been completed and uh, there's been a lot of stress on clubs and now we're facing further stress in terms of uh, a cost of living crisis that certainly uh, biting in terms of electricity prices uh, among other things. I mean uh, on our uh, football in Berkshire WhatsApp group this morning. We uh, there was a video shared by Lewis Coombs, a BBC journalist, um, talking to the Didcot Town chairman, yeah. I believe, and who was mentioning about all the costs and how how they're not quite sure what they're going to do after the next couple of months. I mean, Bob, why don't you uh, talk through? You're a better place than any of us to talk through the stresses that the clubs are under, and maybe. Is there anything that club uh, we could do at the moment? Uh, what, what? Um, give us your thoughts on the situation. Well, I think you know floodlights are expensive to put on. I mean, put yeah. floodlights on for the game and you kiss kiss goodbye to two hundred pounds. Hmm. With the current conditions of energy companies, that two hundred pounds could easily become six or seven hundred pounds a game. Hmm. Now, I, I'm telling you now, clubs will not have budgeted for that. Clubs will now be thinking about how they budget for it. And that budget might have to come from other sources. And I, I guess some clubs might even look at cutting a playing budget, for example. Uh, yeah. Some clubs might have to think about, well, I can't run with 50 teams. I can only run with 30 teams. You know, I, I think there's, there's, a, there's a long-term knock-on effect of this. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm really not quite sure what the answer is. 
Uh, I think I think I do think having a kickoff earlier on a Saturday is a wise thing to do. But yeah. that in turn could result in some people not being able to make going to games, for example. Uh, my son plays in an under 14s team, 11 aside. Kickoffs are frequently 12 noon. Yeah. So if I'm playing down at Basing, if, if I've got to take him down to Basingstoke, I'm for a 12 o'clock kickoff. I'm not back home for half past two. Well, if the game's already started at one o'clock or two o'clock, that's a game I'm not going to. So it, it could have an impact on fans. And actually, it's probably at step five, six and seven, quite a few of the players do work Saturday mornings. Mm. So that could have an impact on, on, on the player side as well. So it's a, you know, it's a difficult decision for clubs. They, they're going to have to, ta- you know, calculate, well, if I, if I stay at three o'clock and I'm still paying £600, where's that extra, you know, uh, where's that extra money coming from? Well, it's going to have to, that means clubs are going to have to look to try and get another 40 to 60 people through the gate, yeah. which in this day and age is not easy. And it's not yeah. easy because I think there's a, I noticed this when I went to Hollyport, I spoke to a number of people at Hollyport. They've got nothing to do with um, Hollyport or Binfield for the FA Cup game. But mm. they were local football supporters of non-league who just wanted to come and watch a bigger game. And so floating fans are, are there, but also you've got to try and keep the hardcore. So the clubs are going to have to look to see what are they going to do to make the hardcore supporter feel more welcome. And how can they bring other people through the door as well? Because at the end of the day, Unless you've got, and I hate the term, but unless you've got a sugar daddy, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're going to have to raise the money through the gates. Now, if you're not raising money through the gates and you can't afford to run the floodlights, you can't afford to run the football club. Yeah, stark words, really. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know if it's, uh, uh, there's, like you say, there's the talk of uh, moving uh, kickoff times earlier, but. In general, I'm not sure that there is many uh, solutions. I think there could be some really tough times coming ahead. And uh, so it's probably more important than ever that people get down to the grounds and uh, support their local football clubs because they'll yeah, be... I mean, I, I'm, I'm of a certain age where I can remember the three-day week. And um, the, I was working as a printer at the time. So I'm probably about 40-odd years ago now, 40, 40, 45, nearly 50 years ago. And we used to go to uh, what is what was division one games that kicked off at 12 noon all over the country. And, you know, the country made the decision, they can't afford to put the floodlights on. So we'll kick off at 12 o'clock or one o'clock and people did it willingly. And there was some big gates around at the time. I remember going to see Leeds United play Leicester city. And uh, that was a massive, um, a massive crowd. Um, So the, you know, people went to games like that. People made the adjustment. Now, fans may need to make the adjustments. Clubs may need to make the adjustments. Um, and I don't think leaving it till Christmas with the idea of let's see how we go mm. is appropriate. They need to be start thinking about it now. Absolutely. Um, I just wanted to go back on, Bob, something you said about uh, ticket prices and on the yeah. gate and raising the, raising the money on the gate. Yeah. Now, I've worked on a turnstile and I did it quite for quite a long time. Uh, and I had especially noticed that um, ticket prices for a long time did not go up 
they stayed exactly the same yeah. as they were. And I think in the recent in recent seasons, clubs have put ticket prices up bit by bit. Yeah. All I really ever see off the back of that is complaints about eight quid for X club, or yeah. you know, or nine quid. Replace it with whatever with whatever number you want. Yeah. Um, and so it's obviously in my head as a as a non league football supporter, you know, and having worked in a club myself, you know, I understand. I, I get that. If it's ten quid, it's ten quid. If it's eight quid, whatever. If it's yeah. four quid, fine. I you know I understand with, but. I think there's a lot of people out there that, and and obviously this, you know, this this speaks to affordability anyway, because people are going to these things, go to in some respects they go to non-league football because it's cheaper. Yeah. So so how do we square that? Oh, I'm getting into technical uh, <laughs> cliche speak, but how do we square that circle of sort of keeping it affordable, explaining why it's more expensive now? Um, you know, and uh, because you know, in th- you'd think everybody would understand it's more expensive because X, X, and X uh, at the moment. Um, but but I worry, and my concern is that by even putting the the gate up by a couple of quid is really yeah. going to affect it. And and maybe I'm not going to answer my own question, but is is sort of the answer kids kids free, you know, special discounts on on multi buy tickets and stuff like I don't know. What 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 do what do you think about that? Because I'm I'm I see plenty of people going, oh eight quid for for whichever club. Yeah. That's you know, that's a that's a hole. That yeah, you know, an, an S hole for, for want yeah. of a better word. Um yeah. I think I think ev- look every club has a a a, a, a budget for how to maintain, to look after the club, pay utility bills, da 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 da, and every most clubs in this area are run by volunteers. So you can trim some costs, but then you put more pressure on volunteers. And uh, you know you've got to be so careful about that. If you put too much pressure on volunteers, there's all sorts of things that break down. And then people lose heart and then people don't want to get involved. And so it's a massive problem. I think all the clubs that charge where they charge £8 or £10 to come in through that gate, they're not charging that to make 70% profit. They're not. They're doing it to, 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 you know, to make sure the club is successful, to make sure the running costs of the club are maintained. Um, even if you take things like training facilities, and I'll, I'll speak about Binfield. Binfield use a, a first-class training facility, but let me tell you, that is not cheap. So that is paid for through subscriptions through the kids' programmes as well, but some of that money that comes through the gate will go towards that because the first team use that and train on that, on that, on that facility as well. Um, I do think clubs should have a look at, what they do in terms of multiple buy tickets, maybe on a monthly basis. I think that would be a good idea. Um, and then the, if, if you're being brutal about it, I think using using a facility like Ticket Pass, you, the club already has the money in the bank and it's up then to the supporters to go along or even give that ticket to, so, to a neighbour or a friend if they can't go. Um, I think clubs might want to consider looking at doing that. I think you've definitely got to make sure that the in, inside the ground, that the ground is kept tidy, um, that the facilities are good, uh, the food and drink is of an acceptable quality. Um, and if you do that, people will go. Well, 
some good uh, advice there, a good discussion. Um, I think we'll probably be hearing more about this and the uh, general uh, cost of running clubs over the next uh, few weeks and months. So I'm sure we'll uh, either speak to yourself or someone more uh, as appropriate again in, in the coming weeks. But uh, yeah, it's been a really interesting discussion. Am I being substituted so early? <laughs> no, you're not being taken off, no. Oh, it's okay. All good. I'm just <laughs> well, waiting for the shepherd's crop to come out the left side of the screen and yank me away. Yeah. We did, we did try to get someone else to come on after you, Bob, but. Uh, yeah. Is Abby no, in the waiting room at the moment? I don't no, know. Yeah. <laughs> no one, uh, no, we couldn't find of any, anybody of suitable quality to uh, to follow you, Bob. So, um, so we, we thought we'd ask you if you could stay on for the last bit. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, just to um, sort of round up our uh, discussion of uh, games last week, we had we mentioned we had the FA Trophy, Binfield through after a victory against Tame. Um, uh, Thatcham, unfortunately, out after losing at home to Dunstable. Um, the the reward for those two teams, or sorry, the reward for um, Binfield is an away trip to Hendon in the first round proper. And Bracknell joined the competition at this time as well. And they've got a long trip away to Canvey Island. So good couple of hours in a car there to get to the other side of London. So, uh, yeah, a long away day, but a, a, against a, a decent club there. So a couple of decent draws uh, following the results of the last weekend. And we also had an FA Vars um uh, games last weekend with a, a few teams from Berkshire going through victories for Eversley in California, uh, Hollyport, Ascot and Tadley Kaliva and they're being joined at this round by Barks County and uh, Wallingford and Crowbarsh. Ascot in particular is probably one to highlight considering they not 10 past <laughs> AK Bocco. Uh, yeah, Ted won. Uh, they actually went 1-0 down in that game. Uh, so uh, they <laughs> came back quite comprehensively to win that one, Ted won. Uh, blimey, have you ever... Uh, what's, what's, I'm not sure I can think of a 10-1. I've been on the end of a few. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I can think of one of the FAVRs uh, in recent uh, month or years. Uh, any other massive score lines you can remember from that competition? Oh, there, no, there definitely will have been some, but yeah, yeah there, there will be some. But they're they're gonna, you know, going into the next round, you, you'll see. I think you'll see quite a few tight games now. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm very pleased to see teams like um, Brimscombe and Throp and Toughly Rovers from our Hellenic days getting through because those those sorts of clubs, <laughs> you know, they 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 thrive and they need this sort of competition. And plus mm. the fact they're really nice people in really nice clubs as well. So yeah. I've uh, been to Brimscombe and Thrupp. I haven't been to Tuffley yet, but yeah, Brimscombe was a, a very nice away day, very picturesque part of the world. So uh, yeah, yeah, good one for an away trip. Uh, yeah, but... Very very pleased for Hollyport as well. I think, you know, mm. for them getting that, that penalty win there, I've got a lot of time for Hollyport and, and, and the manager and the, and everybody over there. They're, they're a lovely club and it'd be great to see them make some progress. Absolutely. Well, the reward for these teams, uh, the draw was made on Monday. Uh, Tadley Kaliva at home to Guildford City and the rest of our Berkshire sides have been drawn away. Uh, Barks County, who I said mentioned, came into the competition at this round. They're away at Chessington the Hook. Uh, Wallingford and Crowmarsh are away to London Samurai Rovers. And then some pretty long away days for the remaining teams. Eversley and California are away at Crowborough Athletic in East Sussex. Uh, Hollyport are away at Lid Town in Kent, and Ascot United have a trip to Isle of Wight for to face Newport. So uh, some pretty big away days for supporters of those clubs. Um, 
when you're taking teams away uh, to long distance places uh, such as you'll have a lot of experience of with Binfield, Bob, uh, when you're waiting for these draws, do you, would you prefer a, a home game or a local game or uh, what's the sort of benefit of the long away trip? Well, the long away trip, very simply, is the, is the camaraderie that it just genders in that coach. Hmm. Um, you know, it's, um, you know, when Binfield did it, of course, it was all done in the in the teeth of COVID. So you, you weren't doing it to get um, uh, a share of the gate money because there was nobody there. Um, as, as soon as that draw comes through, you know, I'd get the call saying, can we go and get a quote for, the, for a coach? And so you'd be, you'd be on the phone then, and 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 it's it's as it, as times change, you used to be able to pick up the phone and ring a coach company, and they give you a number there and then. But now they have to send you a formal quote. You have to fill in all the details, and you you oh, invariably right. miss something, and they send it back. So that's a bit of a painful exercise. Then you've got to plan where you're going to meet and what time you're going to set off and stuff. And it, it, you just get caught up in the whole aspect of it. It's just great fun. <laughs> it really well, is. Well, a uh, few of our sides have uh, that to look forward to over the uh, coming weeks then. So uh, as we're looking ahead to games in uh, next weekend, we've already mentioned the FA Cup games uh, on the men's side of the draw, but there's also Vitality Women's FA Cup games on the women's side of the draw. Uh, we have three um, women's clubs, <laughs> Uh, you love, sorry, Tom. I thought you were sorry, trying to I was say coughing, coughing. Sorry. Yeah, uh, three women's clubs uh, around in the draw. Uh, Cavisham United are at home to, or four, I guess. Cavisham United are at home to Eversley and California Ladies. Mil- uh, Milton United hosts Ascot United, and Tullhurst Panthers women uh, are hosting Long Crendon Ladies first team. Uh, Tom, you're going to uh, talk us through a couple of these fixtures, I believe. Yes. Um, so uh, these are this is Abby's notes she sent to me. Um, <laughs> so Caversham United v Eversley is a replay of the same round last season, which Caversham won four two on their way to Wembley. Or was it QPR? They went then. They went to QPR, didn't they? Um, yeah. In the later rounds of the Women's FA Cup. Um, it's uh, not sure really how this one's going to go. Eversley have only played one game. Caversham are still finding their feet in the new division. They were promoted um, from Division 1 North of the Southern Region Women's Football League last season. So um, that will be, uh, sorry, two Division 1 North of the Southern Region Women's Football League last season. Um, so it will be really interesting to see how that goes. Um, Milton United versus Ascot United. Um it's Ascot's 10th year in the competition. Uh, Milton play in the division below. Um, both are unbeaten. Uh, obviously, this is the both Southern Region Women's Football League teams. Um, you've, got, you've probably got to put the money on Ascot just based on on what we say a bit at times about the, the difference in the levels. But um, we've also seen a few times this season that that, that actually matters less than it than it has done uh, mm-hmm. in the season. So... Um, you've got you've got to say Ascot probably favourites from that one, and and Tyler's Panthers, Long Crendon. Uh, I absolutely nothing about, but um, see how that one goes. Very good indeed. Um, also, uh, uh, to add to uh, the analysis here, Abby will be doing her weekly uh, three to watch games for uh, fixtures on the women's side. So, if you're looking for a, a fixture to go to on Sunday, uh, you've got those three FA Cup games. But if you there's another one that takes your fancy check out Abby's, Abby's article and she will uh, guide you as to uh, where the <laughs> hot games are on uh, this uh, weeks of fixtures and talking of that Tom uh, 
obviously we've got the two FA Cup games that are away this weekend. Uh, but if you were to pick out a game, perhaps maybe more local to here, uh, where would you be going this weekend? I think the tastiest one on the list, on the on the big list on our new fixtures and results service, um, is probably going to be for me. I think it's going to be Barks County v Sandhurst Town, the battle of the the ten goal scoring sides. Yeah, um, I, I think that one probably looks like the the one that's going to be the the the, the real the strongest matchup. I am. Um, but, it, but elsewhere, um, Reading City obviously doing very well in the league. They're at Broadfields United. I have no idea where Broadfields is. Um, <laughs> Rob, you you may. I presume it's around the sort of the London area somewhere. Um, yeah, it's it's West London. They play well. They uh, Rainers Lane ground share there. So, I, or is it the other way around? I can't remember. But the two clubs <laughs> play, play in the same ground anyway. Um, and I, I suppose we've got to, We've got to look for a hint of a Devonshire Chesterfield v Man- Maidenhead United. Um, yeah. we, we could we be in for one um, just on the Sunday as well you've got Reading FC women at home to Spurs in the Continental League Continental Cup um, yeah. which which uh, um, a, a much needed win in whatever competition it comes I think uh, if, if Reading could get that one absolutely I believe that's Reading's first home game of the season as well so hopefully yes. a bit of a, uh, a crowd for them at the uh Select car leasing stadium. I wanted to yes. say the mad stat, but the select car leasing stadium. Well, they did say they might sponsor us one one time, so let, let's keep going until they do. Select car leasing stadium yes. it is then. Brilliant. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Uh, do we have uh, any other business here, Tom? Uh, maybe uh, congratulating someone from Charvy Sports on a, a long tenure at the club. Oh, Scott Young. Um, mm-hmm. Bob, you know Scott. Um, he's just stepped down. We're going to get him on uh, a separate podcast uh, in the next, uh, next not very long and have a chat with Scott. Um, yeah, Scott stepped down. I'm not sure how many years it was, but he's been there a while, seen the club through. I think he's been think... over 40 years, Tom. Yeah. Oh, really? oh, wow. Okay. I think well, I think yeah. He understands what it, what it takes, and he's really thrown his heart and soul into mm. it. You know, he's, he's done a fantastic job. I think I think it's fair to say, just from reading the tweet, his sort of resignation tweet, as we all have to do these days when we leave things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's just worn himself out by the yeah. sounds of things, like yeah. that. and I feel like that's probably a position you got yourself into as yeah. well. Oh, I, I, absolutely. I, I, you know, once once I'd made the decision to stand down, the the first Saturday after in in the new year, when I wasn't thinking about things that could go wrong, things that should go right mm-hmm. as, you know, it, the, the relief was just amazing. And then to be fair, a lot, it was taken up by, by my family time and, and <laughs> getting, getting that balance right. And mm-hmm. that is, that is very, very important. And that's, that's what I said earlier about, about volunteers. You know, if you, you run volunteers into the ground, forgetting the, the fact that their, their foundations are with their wife, girlfriend, children, whatever, then you run a big risk of just wearing people out. And and, and I think Scott and, and, and his family has been involved in, in Chalby for such a long time. And uh, I think, for, you know, much credit goes to him because he's, he's stood up when times have been very, very difficult. And he's always done it with a, he's always played it with a straight back to confuse analogies across sports. <laughs> 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 Nothing wrong with that. Very good indeed. Well, um, 
don't know if uh, Scott has any uh, desires to go back into football at any point, but I think, you know, considering how you uh, started this podcast, uh, Bob, it will be uh, probably hopefully a comfort to him that uh, he can step away and enjoy uh, football from afar, shall we say, yeah. uh, over the next uh, coming months. And uh, genuinely, actually, uh, Scott's first appearance on this podcast uh, when we were doing them during lockdown, mm. I think that's one of our, our, our really a really good episode if you want to listen about uh, something we were talking about earlier uh, similarities to what you were speaking about Bob he was uh, he was speaking about the impact that covid might have and the lack of sponsorship coming in and how it would affect clubs like Charby. so that that one's still available if you want to yeah. listen to it it's a really really good listen i think I'll um, I'll chuck a link to that one in the uh, in the show notes for for anybody who who doesn't want to go scrolling back through um that'll just, I'll just pop that in there um, Rob, just before we finish, can I just flag that the Double Barrel Brewery Goal of the Month competition is open. Um, head to the website. There's a story up there. I'm going to try and find a better way of flagging it to people um, than than what is currently because it's. Uh, but yeah, um, submissions open for that. Brilliant. I, th- um, I think I already. I think I've already seen the winner. Uh, have you? <laughs> and uh, it's not the one that everybody said to me is going to be the winner. Um, I, I think I've seen the winner already, but but I don't choose it. So I can vote, but I don't choose it. So we'll uh, we'll see. Very good. Well, something to look forward to there. Any other business before we wrap up, gents? No. No. Brilliant. Okay. Well, uh, thank. Uh, we have to say thank you very much to Bob Bacon for ably stepping in and uh, providing all the insight that we. Uh, oh, we loved on this show. Uh, so great episode there. Thank you very much, Bob, for joining us. Welcome. Cheers, Bob. Uh, and yeah. Uh, all that's left to say, or oh, actually, Tom, you might want to wrap up and find out exactly where, tell them exactly where we can do our, uh, find all our output. Oh, yeah, yes. Go to www.footballinbarkshire.co.uk. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, FI Berkshire, and you can find us on Facebook by typing Football in Berkshire into that little search box. Um, we're also on LinkedIn, Instagram, and bizarrely TikTok. Um, still working out what to do with TikTok, uh, so we'll. Uh, but Bob, you've got your your video is is in the correct uh, way up for TikTok, aspect ratio. So yeah, aspect ratio. Thank you, Rob. Um, <laughs> so so you know, uh, at the moment uh, I'm only just putting kind of some headlines and stuff on there. Uh, they take quite a long time to do, and I don't really know if I've got the got the wherewithal to be doing all of that. So uh, we'll we'll see what comes of that. See what comes with that. Well, <laughs> something else to look forward to there. So anyway, thank you very much, Tom, as always. Uh, say goodbye. See ya. And it's goodbye from me as well. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was hosted by Rob Davis and featured Tom Canning and special guest Bob Bacon. It was produced in the loosest sense of the word by Tom Canning. Our intro music is called Space Camp from the album Everyday Adventures by Reading's very own Rocket Kings, which you can find on Spotify and all good music outlets. Find Football in Berkshire on Twitter, Facebook and www.footballinbarkshire.co.uk. Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. 
Creative Lifestyle Planning is a Woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement or would just like to save some money in a tax efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. Fly.